yo, 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 welcome back to Double Stack F1 Podcast. Honor Atan and Trevor is back on today with us for this recap. Trevor, Hi, how everybody. was your date? I'm back. Wasn't was a date. We just went camping with, with some friends, but it was great. Uh, it was nice to spend oh, yeah. some time in nature and actually, actually see stars in the sky, which you can't friends? really do in New York City. So it was nice. The real question is how many friends, bro? One, there was two, three, three of us total, so two friends. Okay, and none none of them were 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 uh, a friend, 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 friend with like. No, I don't know what you mean. They're they're friends. Plausible deniability, huh? So you took two of them, man. You're a G, legend. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, Honorat. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I got a twisted mind sometimes, but talking about twisted, we had a very twist of a plot to our starting grid and to our um, pecking order this week uh, out in Hungary. Uh, fantastic race. Uh, biggest margin for Max Verstappen. Does it again. Fantastic driving. Fantastic delivery by the Red Bull team. Uh, fastest pit stop, 1.98. Nothing can stop him. Perfect execution. Breaking records. Breaking trophies. A fantastic weekend <laughs> overall. And we would dive in and we're trying to dissect all of that. Um what were you what, like as usual, what's your take on this on this uh achievement here by 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 the Red Bull team? Um, I mean, they just keep impressing me, especially, you know, obviously Max's side of the garage, much more so than uh than Perez, but um that package seems like it can't miss. Um really fast car really talented driver and the consistency is unbelievable. Um, even when he doesn't start on pole or loses the lead early in the race, he's usually leading it within the next two to three laps. And then um, once the DRS, so once the DRS is available at the beginning of the race, um, there's really no catching him as soon as that becomes available. So um, yeah, just really impressive. It's, it's getting to the point where like you just kind of assume Max is going to win every race and then you hear about like the milestones that he's got like like this last one was like I think Red Bull's 22nd win in a row or something like that. I don't know. That's So they've proven that they can win a season. Uh talking about season, what is in the in, in the Red Bull camp uh as a fan, what's what's the the objective for 2024? What's the what do you guys want to achieve? I would say Red Bull, and I mean, they can achieve it this year too, but like, I think that next year they'll be looking to, you know, obviously no, win the constructors and then have a, a one, two in the, in the driver's championship this year. I mean, that's, that's a possibility as well. Um, that's kind of where, that's where it sits right now. And it, with like, you know, the McLaren's improving and maybe the out Al- and maybe the Aston Martin's, uh, maybe not being uh, a clear number two car like they kind of were at the beginning of the season. Uh, I think Perez is pretty safe in second place there. I don't really see anybody catching him. Um, I think the the second fastest package on the grid right now is is Lando Norris and his McLaren, and he's 111 points behind Perez in the Drivers' Championship because they had such a, a difficult start to the season. So I think... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to win the constructors and get a one-two in the drivers, something that they've never done before, um, getting a one-two in a drivers' championship. 
Yeah. So the so the the, the goal is uh, when. When 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 do you, when when is the goal for 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 winning the championship, the drivers' championship? Then, where do you where do you, where, oh where you mean like, to, yeah, yeah, on top of like getting one two for the drivers, uh, for Checo and and Max, uh, where 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 is the championship clinched? That's the a the really better? really good like, question. I Singapore? haven't really thought about it, but I the with the way. Max is driving right now. I would say as as soon as statistically possible. Okay. I don't, I don't really see Max finishing anywhere other than first, like many times throughout the rest of the season. Maybe there will be a one off. Maybe he finishes second. Maybe he'll have a DNF mechanical issue. Maybe somebody hits him. Whatever. But like but it, in I, terms of like consistent results, I kind of expect him to be first every race I'd for love- the rest of the season. I'd love to see him win every race just to show that it's possible. I think that would be a good one to see. Just like, just win them all. Like you're already halfway there. Why, why not shoot for the stars? Right. You know, like, I, yeah. I think it's nothing. Nobody's going to be really disappointed in that. Right. It's not, it's not like that we haven't seen him won yet. Right. So it's just, yeah. Just win them all. Yeah. If you can, if we, you're if we top, look at the, like, can- yeah, if we look at the constructor standings right now, number two is Mercedes with 223 points. And then we switch over to the Drivers' Championship. Number one, Max Verstappen with 281. If he were a team, if he didn't have a teammate, Red Bull would still be leading the championship. Yeah, so, like, let's just win them all. Like, what the, what else do you want, you know? Yeah, it's, 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 it's done. It's done, and I don't think anybody is, is, is going to be upset, right? If you're upset, then... F- Go and check your package out. Fix your package. Uh, and I'm saying this as a as as a as a Mercedes fan, right? Like, go fix your package. Any any other team in the back complaining? Fix your package. Come back and compete. You can't compete this year. No big deal. Fix your package and come back. Uh, speaking of uh, other drivers, let's go to let's let's go back to Saturday, maybe a little bit. Uh, I think that was the highlight of the weekend. Uh, I've, I've started to find Saturdays to be hell a lot more exciting than Sundays. It's just something about on one lap, a lot of the teams are closer and you just never know how the, how the grid will be set up. Um, and then there's the new, all the rules around, um, that, that were the ATA rule for, for qualifying this week, just made it a, a really thrilling session overall. Um, just to see the, the likes of Aston, uh, Alfa Romeo, uh, fifth and seventh, I believe, starting. That was that was a good that that was a good storyline for this weekend. So yeah, Saturday was good. What was your take on on Saturday? Did you get to watch Saturday at all? I did. Yeah, um, I thought it was really interesting with the uh, the new qualifying format. Um, also, thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think Lewis is a fantastic driver. I don't think that Mercedes is great. So I was a bit surprised um, to see him get pole. I thought that was interesting, pretty exciting. Um, yeah, I thought it was uh, an exciting uh, exciting qualifying session. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was a good one to watch. Uh, uh, I heard a lot. We heard about uh, a lot about it, and it, it kind of set up like the stage for like uh, off the grid turn one Verstappen versus Hamilton. Um, which, you know, the expectations were too high, I guess, and it didn't play out at all. Um, I think the frustration there was like we didn't get to see a proper battle at least for a couple laps. 
between the two, given how much it was hyped. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. If you part of racing is to start, your start is important. Um, Lewis obviously had a terrible start, you know, asked for, you know, begged for forgiveness, I, I would say, to his team afterward for, for just bobbing that start. Um, and others along, uh, others on the grid also had a very terrible start. I'm talking Joe Guan Yu. Uh, Horrible. He is he had an anti stall, didn't he? Yeah, it's I don't know. They, I, I heard the def, the explanation, something about uh the mapping wasn't set for like like starting uh a race start. It was set to like just taking off out of the pit. It wasn't it was in the in the bad configuration for how to launch the engine. Uh and that cost him just so much and triggered a bunch of uh, triggered the first lap chaos uh, in at the end of the day where he, he went into turn one, dirty air, and ram into uh, Ricardo, changed the, the, the outcome of Ricardo's initial race plan and took out Ocon and Gasly. Um, Ocon and Gasly. Can lightning strike twice? Seems like it did. That was, I was, I was, it was sad to see lap one, you know, they had a, they had a pretty good overall qualifying. Uh, Gassi was 15, Ocon started 12. Um, and somehow, um, the race didn't last more than a corner. Not even, a, he didn't even complete a full corner at Gasly. Ocon yeah. at least did a, he was out a, by the apex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ocon at least did two laps before calling it a day. Uh, but it almost ruined Ricardo's race. Um, I know it's absolutely not Joe Guan Yu's fault, but for a team like uh, the Alpine, I mean, hitting are... hitting Ricardo is kind of Joe's fault. I'd yeah, say. yeah, it was totally totally his fault, right? Missing his breaking point. Um, I think he he lost probably a little bit of concentration after what had happened at the start and wanted yeah, to like I, I agree close close the gap and. You know, Gassi had a fantastic start. Like he was, he even dodged. Uh, uh, how do you call it? Uh, what's Joe Guan Yu going through the the sand and the grass there, and like whipped up some 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 sand into the sky. Uh, all of that just to to get to get nipped out at 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 the first corner. So that that was hard to watch. Uh, and uh, yeah, it reminded me of. Uh, Bowling Botas, I guess. He learned the yeah, thing it, it kind of, right? it reminded me of that as well. Um, yeah, I feel, I mean, obviously it ruined both of their races, but like, I feel worse for Gasly than I do for Ocon. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe I like Gasly more than Ocon. Who knows? <laughs> but also like, I think Gasly is a better driver than his results so far this season would indicate. He's only got 16 points so far. Versus Ocon's thirty-one, so like, you know, obviously it sucks for both drivers, but I, I, th- I think it probably, I think Gasly probably felt it a, a little bit more than Ocon did. Um, how can you, how can you forget Gasly after what he did in Australia? Took out Ocon, man. Wasn't yeah, nice. I still like That's... him. He seems like a nice guy. It's not nice. You can't. Well, it's first year in the team. No, I'm just kidding. First year in the team. I know there's some learning to to be. I definitely and... expected it to be closer between those two this season than it has been, which I guess props to Ocon. But yeah. 
I don't know. I I hope Gasly is able to kind of. I think he's better than his results indicate, and I hope sure. he's able to get some uh, performances that kind of are more indicative of of what he can do. Don't don't forget, Ocon beat uh, Alonso last year, so Ocon is a is a proven yeah. But how many DNFs did Alonso have? I think if <laughs> for the record, for the record, he beat him right on that's paper. True. Like that's, that's what true. history's gonna remember. That's one thing about about Formula One is that, that just the story behind the number uh, is can be can be more complex than than what you see on paper in the record books, which is stuff which is unfortunate, right? Uh, like you have to the, dig into it, like the whole Nico Rosberg thing that people point out. He he beat a teammate Schumacher and he beat a teammate Hamilton, but it's like, yeah. well. <laughs> The Schumacher teammate he beat, yes, it was Michael Schumacher, but it wasn't the Michael Schumacher everybody thinks about crushing everybody in a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. So it's not he doesn't have the right tools to suit his driving style. He comes from retirement, um, not as alert. It's 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 a combination, right? And yeah, and uh, you know, it's so far Gasly's been quite unlucky this season. And uh, yeah, that's that's the result. But I will, the, the, I will like definitely concede. You're right. It is a fact that Ocon beat Alonso last year. As much as I hate to to admit, yeah, I think there's yeah. several asterisks involved, but <laughs> it did happen. It was a All fact. Right. I'm gonna move on to number 18 here. Uh, Logan Sargent uh, ended up having to retire the car on I think two laps before the end or the lap before. He spun, like he spun. Into like the chicane, which is just embarrassing. Like Sonoda was behind him, and people were pointing fingers at Sonoda already. That Sonoda caused them to crash when the camera went on. I was like, guys, come on, wait for it. Uh, he spun on his own, uh, and the team forced him to pit and and to retire, I guess, because he just needed new tires. Are you playing drums? <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> I heard the sound. I was like, "What's going on?" Uh, but tap, yeah, tapping my fingers a little bit. <laughs> are you are you a little bit bored of my of my? Uh, of yeah, my say something here? interesting already. Jeez. Well, well <laughs> you know, I I feel like there's there's a little cover up here. I wasn't mistakes like this shouldn't happen, dude. Like, yeah, we can say, "Hey, we we pitted him and that was it, and he has damage or whatever." It was just a spin. I don't know what happened, and I need clarity on that, but. Sergeant's I think still he was, delivery. and also if you look at the official results, um, he was classified. What what lap did that happen on? He well, like had like already two, driven yeah. like most of the race. Yeah, 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 he was just two laps behind. It was just a, like a yeah. lap or two behind the end, which is fine. Which yeah, he did more than seventy five percent, right? So he's, he's yeah. Fine. Um, but yeah, not nothing else to say on Sergeant there. Very very pace wasn't there. It it doesn't suit this track. Doesn't really suit Williams. It's a lot of medium speed corners um um so and you don't have a long straight for them to like stretch their leg and 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 just punch a hole through the air like they're gonna they're gonna have an opportunity this weekend though yeah and also like sergeant he's in kind of a unique situation i feel like he's one of the only drivers on the grid who like doesn't actually have a comparison in his teammate like i don't really think it's super fair to compare albon and and sergeant um like Albon's just clearly on another level and it's like 
very talented driver. I, I just, I mean, Sargent's obviously good. I think he's, you know, doing a good job on that Williams so far, but he's not Alex Albon. Yeah. Benefit of the doubt. He's still a rookie. Uh, season one um, against the likes of Ocon, of of, of, of Albon. But you, you look at a guy like Joe Guan Yu in his first year, right? Against both of us, he wasn't far out. He was competing. Yeah. He was delivering. He was performing. And I think... I'm just underwhelmed by Sargent's performance so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just just wanted to put that out there. I, he just needs to show me something, score a point, do something. We're halfway through the season, still no points, really. And and your teammate has all the points for your team. So I'm I'm getting a little bit frustrated from his performance and still spinning halfway through the season. You've been driving a Formula One car for, for at least 12, 11 races now, right? Um, some people never made it to race 11 before getting sacked so yeah he's one he, of uh he's one of two cars that haven't scored points yet this year and the other one's probably the the was the driven Haas. by nick no the car that was nick. driven by nick devries up until yeah. the last race it was driven by ricardo yeah yeah other and than that every other every other driver has scored points points yeah there you go more stats about his underperformance. Uh, Magnuson, tough weekend. Um, again, he the, the, this car chews up tire. They were the slowest team overall. Uh, this race, they just fell back completely. They're just slow. Yeah. They eat, eat up their tires. The pace is not there. On average, they're doing 85-6, which is, which is bad, which is just bad. Uh, yeah, plus two seconds a lap slower. Pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I can say about Magnus. And he, he didn't qualify well. He started off pretty far behind. I uh, started off 19, two people DNF, and then Sargent was, was 20th, right? And he was just right, right there where he started. So n- not a good race. Anything on his race, though, that you want to flag or move on? Uh, we can move on. There's not really a whole lot to say. Yeah, Joke won you. Joke won you. Uh, a, a little bit unlucky on the start. Fantastic Saturday. Yeah, uh, excellent qualifying Sunday. results. Horrible race results. Yeah, he was gutted though. You could tell he was he was really disappointed from his performance. All of it is not his fault, he lost really. Right, eleven places. Yeah, yeah, but there's some. Extenuating circumstances around around. He lost what eleven races and caused the accident that took it out an races. entire team. It's it's pretty much like the worst race he could have had, yeah. where he actually. The only thing that could be worse is if like he just smashed it into the wall and yeah. and but never that, finished that the aff- race. The only way affects, to make it worse. Yeah, that effect that hitting it into the wall would just affect him. Uh, I think he also ruined Botas's Botas's race. Botas was able to take him out, uh, overtake him, but Botas had to like slow down to not get, to not hit him because Botas was right behind him. So oh, Botas yeah, had to be right. careful um, to while he was overtaking him and Botas lost a ton of spots as well. So all in all, uh, the, the the issue with his car, car ultimately caused uh, a bunch of points for his team this weekend. Um, I don't think it was an issue. I think he just got the start wrong and the, and the car went into anti-stall. No, it was a ma- it's a mapping issue. So the engine mapping wasn't set for like a race launch. It was just like oh, a okay. launch out of a pit. So it was it was just it was really not his fault and uh for the most part. So 
when when he tried to to launch it, it it was it was not in the right mode. These these cars are like computers, man. Like it's one little issue, one little mistake, and it costs it. It creates so much, so much, so much, so, so but many. But it didn't more even issues. it didn't even look like a launch from the pit. Like it looked like it the engine stalled. Yeah, he ultimately stopped because the procedure wasn't correct for that type okay. of launch, right? Yeah. So yeah, too bad. Uh, don't want to linger on that. Sonoda, Yuki Sonoda, Sonoda, Sonoda started seventeenth. Uh, next to Russell, ended up fifteenth. Uh, yeah, really didn't have the pace. Really, Sonoda was uh, doing eighty-five two fives, uh, same pace as as Sargent overall. This race, just a second eight, a sec, one point eight second slow, slower than, than, uh, than, than Max. So perhaps so that's 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 a dip, disappointing pace. Uh, Ricardo, his teammate, uh, was two three tenths faster than him this race. Interesting, is wasn't it? How do you compare those two after race one? Is Ricardo back or is it just a fluke? Uh, I don't think it has to be like either of those two things um i don't think it has to be like to one one side of the spectrum or the other i think the the race in hungary was kind of exactly what ricardo needed and you know to just i think having that incident that wasn't your fault in the first first lap first corner and like shuffles you to the back of the field he was only ahead of the alpines after that and then the alpines both retired so he was essentially last place at the end of lap one Mm -hmm. and he was able to climb his way back up into 13th place and finish ahead of his teammate and i think like you know that's great but i think what's like most important is like you know he got hit but the car wasn't damaged he was able to finish the race and he was able to do the full race distance and like just become more familiar with that car. Cause I mean, everybody else yeah, has had 10 races in their car and it's his first yeah. race. So like, he's got, you know, he's got a lot of learning to do relative to everybody else in terms of like how to work with his current equipment. So I think, I think it was a great race for Ricardo. I think I'm, I'm being a little bit harsh on everybody. Ricardo overtook. Uh, I think he, Ricardo went on an aggressive strategy. Um, he, he pitted relatively early uh, for, for the hards. I think, he he went to the hards after around lap seventeen or something. Then switched after eleven laps uh, on lap twenty nine or something to the from the hards back to the to the mediums. And he was basically at that point in clean air, and he wasn't running the risk of always having to slow down for back markers. And he wasn't in a train, uh, which gave him clean air to just do his own race. And and he was slowly with his pace nipping away at 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 everybody else's time before they pitted. So that was that was a pretty that was pure strategy, and 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 I congratulate him for for thinking about it. He actually suggested that strategy to his team. He's like, let's pit early and and run a a clean race in the air. So smart. He hasn't lost his touch. Uh, very decisive. Uh, and and ultimately. Uh, created a, a great opportunity to start from 13 and finish 13 and recover recover his uh, uh, recover from lap one incident. So that's good for Ricardo. Hulkenberg uh, was before Ricardo. What's your what's your? He's it, like Haas. I think we can box them 
together with Max Magnuson. Hulkenberg started P10, chewed up his tires, and ended up at the end again. Yeah, <laughs> similar story to a lot of the races. I think that's more of like a car issue. I think it's a Haas issue. I don't think yeah. it's a Hulkenberg or Magnussen no. No. specific issue. Um, I don't really have much to say about Magnussen, or I mean about Hulkenberg as it relates to Hungary, but um, I I do think he's been doing a really good job in that car so far this year. I kind of expected Magnussen to like beat him consistently, but that's not really what's been going on. So I think yeah. uh, Hulkenberg was a, a really good hire for uh, for Haas, and uh, I'm glad to see that it's working out for them. Well, only if you, you know, if as we much as I can, more. they still have to build the car. Only if they gave points for qualifying, right? <laughs> only if yeah. you were rewarded for qualifying. Um, Botas, but he's in the Botas. in the in the drivers' championship. Hulkenberg is 14th, while Magnussen's 18th. I didn't expect that. If Hulkem, if I, if you would have told me before this season that Hulkenberg's going to beat Magnussen, I would have thought it was like, let's say, 14th and 15th. You know, they're a yeah. lot closer. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm impressed by Hulkenberg so far for sure. Yeah. yeah, good, good performance so far. Hopefully, he he keeps his seat and uh, can 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 keep improving. Uh, Ricardo, we went thoroughly over. Uh, we we went over his performance. Botas, I think we we spoke about him as well. Uh, Albon figures out a way to make it to 11th. I got to give it to this kid. 16th on a car that's not designed for this track, and he just misses points uh, by one one grid slot. So still great performance, really good driver uh, on, on a different league compared to his, uh, his rookie teammate. Yeah, I think Albon's been – one of the most impressive drivers on the grid so far this year, once you kind of consider everything, um, and by everything, I mean what Kari is driving. Um, he's had some great results in that Williams. Yeah. Play, and, play like, even places. here, like, he doesn't score points, but he's right there. He's 11th. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, yeah. knocking on the door, you know? Yeah. He's performed really well with very little downforce. So, chapeau. Uh, Lonstro, in the points. Uh, bringing in some points for uh, for Aston Martin, currently the fifth fastest car. <laughs> They're ninth and ten. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really know what's going on with the Aston Martin. The only explanation I can think of is that they just kind of like got something right in the beginning of the season, and by now the other teams have figured out what that was and incorporated that themselves um and match but yeah like I, like we were talking about earlier i mean i think alonso in his aston was the second or third fastest like drive a car package in the first few races of the season mm-hmm. and uh that's no like, more now he finishes 10th the last two races he had like you know not so great results he was in the points but you know yeah i like the was, top end of uh yeah he was you know, midfield perfect yeah midfield. yeah somewhere in the five to 10 range. Yeah. And he's not ever since he said he was going to make a podium every race for the rest of the season. He hasn't really been close to one. So maybe he, oh, maybe he jinxed himself. I don't know. <laughs> he's blaming the tires. He's saying the new tire development uh, that were brought after Silverstone were, are hindering the performance of his car. Um, but his team says it's not really the case. It's very marginal. Um, but Honestly, yeah. it- Anso 
and his team disagree with something going on. When does it blow up? No, I I believe Alonso over the team. When does it blow up? He's one of the few drivers that I would say, like, if the engineers say he's wrong, like, I think the engineers are wrong. He's wrong, yeah. Uh, In terms of relationship. another one of those drivers. Yeah, but, you know, nobody listens to them so far. Senna was absolutely one of those drivers. Yeah. I missed the guy. Um, but yeah, hopefully they listen to him and they can correct these uh, these deficiencies. They're bringing an upgrade to to um, uh, what are we going to next? So Belgium, ah, yeah, yep, they're bringing ah. an upgrade. They're bringing an upgrade to Belgium. Hopefully that that gives them more lap time and we can see them fighting up front. Uh, Especially McLaren's now that size. like now that McLaren's kind of gotten their car figured out and they're competing at the front end it would be awesome if aston martin's upgrades put them back at the front end as well so then we can see like because it's like mclaren got better as aston martin like took a step back so like to have mclaren aston martin also mercedes also ferrari and then obviously wherever checo is in the mix with max probably miles out in front like Mm -hmm. that sets up a really exciting dynamic for like who's gonna finish p2 yeah that'll that'll be great to see uh that'll be great to see uh but yeah currently not the case we hope it it, it becomes a situation by by the end of uh the first half of the season hopefully worst case second half they're back in the fight take some time off uh dissect their issue and uh come back jumping to the front of the grid. We want to see Alonso back on the podium. We all do. It's cool to see him up there. Uh, Leclerc Sainz, seventh and eighth. A really interesting race. Those two were, it seemed like they were just fighting each other for track position and ultimately caused Leclerc a bunch of errors. Like Ferrari's still making errors, as usual. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I agree. <It's, laughs> I don't really have much to add. Um, no surprise. Lando Norris has as many podiums as Ferrari this year. And his oh, car yeah. wasn't even functional until a few races ago. Well, yeah, but Formula One is one of them when, when everything is so bunched up uh, and, and, and you're scoring only one or two podiums, like, you know, everything can pivot real quick. And kudos to Norris for doing that. That means Ferrari has a lot of work to do and uh, they need to get on top of it. ASAP because their fans aren't happy. Like it's tough to be a Ferrari fan. Like, also, like not only are they not getting results, but it seems like it from the outside, it looks like there's turmoil. I, like it seems like they they really want Leclerc to stay. So they're trying to show him that he's the number one driver so he'll re-sign a contract. And signs seems to be very openly pushing back against them. Mm-hmm. Did you see he was calling his own strategy again and they they weren't even really involved mm-hmm. anymore. Like they just Plain said, oh, okay, good idea. Like they don't even, they don't even try to tell him about the strategy <laughs> anymore. anymore. He said it was at one point Perez was behind him and he said something along the lines of, uh, if it looks like Let's Perez try. is going to pass me, I'm going to pit for a new set of tires Otherwise, I'm going to stay out. And they're just like, copy, good idea. Well, I, th- I thought that was a jinx, right? They, they just wanted to bluff Paris into pitting, I, I assume. That's kind of what that's what kind of what Crofty and, and, and Brundo explained. Like, there was May. probably a jinx and nobody listened to them. 
Maybe, I, I think. <laughs> but like, there's already been so many other instances this year and even last year where Ferrari mm. tries to tell Science to do something in terms of strategy that Science doesn't agree with. And he no. literally just says no. Like, yeah. nope. Well, he's no, at that point we... <laughs> at that point, we we used to say he's very assertive, right? And mm-hmm. and and that was a good thing. So hopefully, maybe now they're no, all. No, I definitely think it's a good thing, but I also think it is a it is a sign that he does not trust their strategy decisions anymore. Yeah, and he trusts well, his own better. Then where is which he, he has go? every right to, because the times where he's gone against them and then Leclerc did exactly what they said, like worked out better for signs than for Leclerc. So like mm-hmm. he's right to not trust them, but I definitely oh, he, don't think he trusts them. Yeah, I think it's a it, it isn't it, it it feels to me like it's like a communication issue where they're in the race and they're seeing certain stuff and they're not communicating it accurately to the strategy team that are just seeing numbers on screen and equally the strategy team not fully explaining what they're thinking and what they're seeing to get them to understand where they're coming from to for 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 the strategies they present to the drivers. I think it's a it's it's just communication is broken somehow at Ferraris. That's my two cents. I don't know. Maybe I'm I agree wrong here. Uh, I think they're also, yeah, I think they're trying too hard to keep Leclerc and it's just causing a mess. A mess. Hopefully they can keep both drivers because they're a pretty good pairing. Uh, I agree, but I think basically they need to keep both drivers and they, I I really don't think Ferrari should do a driver number one, driver number two dynamic. Um, Well, if you're not fighting for a championship. For certain teams, it it doesn't make sense for other teams and Ferrari is a team where it doesn't make sense. Aston Martin, I'd say it makes sense. Red Bull, it makes sense. Ferrari, it does not make sense. Yeah, like Williams obviously makes sense. Like, well, but I think the driver number one, number two matters if we're like, we're fighting for the, for the driver's championship, but you're not guys. Yeah. You're you're nowhere to be seen to be. You're you're finishing seventh and eighth. And if you're not seventh and eighth, you're ninth and 10th. Like you were last time out. So take a chill pill. Let the drive, let that, let the performance show itself on track and whoever's ahead favor him. And that's it. But Yeah. Uh, that's what's happening in Maranello at this point. Uh, George Russell, fantastic race though. Uh, started P18. I think he should have been driver of the day. He has really good pace. Um, yeah, the car is yeah. good. He had a, he had a solid stint on the medium. He did a double medium at the end and and showed really good pace. Did some some great overtakes. I think really really good recovery race. Uh, from Russell for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, qualified way out of position, and you know, corrected things on Sunday. And yeah. ends up finishing sixth. I think he did a good race. Um, you know, he should have never been starting in eighteenth. <laughs> I would, I would argue. Um, but considering the fact he did start in eighteenth, his result of finishing sixth is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Especially like-, like I know that Hamilton qualified well in that Mercedes, but it didn't really seem like that Mercedes was like the best in terms of race pace. So like considering that makes Russell's result even more impressive. Yeah. Uh, I, all in all, Lewis had the 
was the third fastest on track after Verstappen Paris. Um, just, just he was like a a, a one one hundredth of a second faster than Norris uh, when you run the the numbers for average that yeah. time. I mean, so do you want to go over? Do you want to talk about Piastri first, or just talk about Hamilton yeah, now, and then no, and then talk no, about both no, the McLarens? I was just, I was just pointing that out. It's no, no big deal there. Uh, Piastri, yeah, it, it, Piastri was like slightly slower than Russell. Uh, it, it was an issue of how he managed his 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 two his last two stints on the hard and the medium. Uh, apparently, he had some damage from what I from what I heard from Zach Brown after the race. Uh, and that usually was the culprit for for his uh, lack of pace on the last two tires. Even though he mentioned, uh, Piastri mentioned that he kind of like didn't do good by his tires. So I don't know. He did a great, great, great race. At some point, he was P two behind Verstappen at the start of the race. So I got to give it to him. He he's going to be a threat. Um, and he, he led under- Norris until the pit stops. Yeah, they suckered him into a, a pit stop. I felt like well, he was cheated. Norris had a remarkable outlap after it that pit stop. Cut. It was another cut. Yeah. yeah. But, like, was- his outlap was incredible. Yeah, well, like, you should have pitted. He was leading the race. Piastri is leading, right? His when you're pit the stop first was, like, three or four tenths slower, and he still got ahead of Piastri because he had, like, a blistering uh, outlap. Yeah, but the problem is Piastri, you should have pitted Piastri first. He's the lead driver. You 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 prioritize him on the strategy. And they they chose this. Zach Brown said on after the race that he thought it was in their best interest to have Lando up front, and that's why they chose to do to go ahead with the undercut, which was which is. Do you think he's wrong? Right? Though? It, it's 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 not worth it, really, right? Like in the grand scheme, it, it played out well for them, but I think it could leave a little bit of frustration for Piastri, knowing that he wasn't told delivery. Hey, he could have just let Lando pass him on the track. Like he didn't need to like. Just come up with a scheme. Yeah, but don't they both the lose time if, if you do that? No, no. He just Uh-oh. comes, goes by. He catches up to him, goes by. He just the first driver a, definitely yeah. loses time when that happens. Lifts, lifts a little bit, but then now he finds himself. You do it in the pits as an undercut. Nobody loses time. They're both on fresh tires. It just so happened that Norris had a faster outlap. There, he's fat. He's in front of Piastri. But like in terms of like lap time, nobody like lost lap time. Well. Piastri was out there on on tires a little bit longer, right? He's he's out there a little bit longer on his tires. That loses you to lap time. Yeah, well, like and that's what the undercut longer. is, right? Yeah, yeah. where yeah, it could have been you... just one corner. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, but no big deal. That's 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 an internal McLaren thing. Uh, you're a rookie. You know, you gotta you got there's a there's obviously a number one and number two play there. Uh, they're fighting for more than As just there... a point. I think that's right as well. Like the number one, number two, like, I don't know. I think Norris is McLaren. Like he's Mr. McLaren. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he's so far, he spent his whole career there. He was, he's been in cars they've had that are fast. He's been in cars they've had that are slow. The car is fast again. Like he's, he's delivered whenever they have a fast car, he delivers. Um, probably gets the most out of the car when they have a slow car, but you know it's just harder to notice because he's not finishing up at the front. 
but like I think I, I think Piastri is an incredibly talented driver. He's very good. Um, and I'm really excited to see, you know, how his career goes, which on a side note is like really it's really lucky for him that things are going well at McLaren because of the way he entered F1. If things didn't work out at McLaren, like I don't think anybody else is gonna give him a shot. So it it's really fortunate for him that things are seem to be working out. Um the car is fast again. He's getting results. Um but I mean I think Norris is like one of the best drivers on the grid. I think Piastri is very good, but I don't think he's yet one of the best drivers on the grid. How long do you think before he matches uh, Norris and beats him on pace? He's just so, he's already it's super close. Like, yeah. You mean on a one-off or consistently? Yeah. When, when does he start beating him? When, because he's right, like he's right behind him. He's right behind him. What's your bet? It's not like it's it's happening tomorrow or, or the day after. I don't think like, it's happening ever. If we're if we're saying consistently, it's not happening this season, but it might happen next season. Yeah. Okay. Next, I can see that. If we're saying a one off, if if we're talking about a one off, like that can happen in Spa. Next, right? For all yeah, we know. Yeah, Although yeah. Lando happens to be particularly good at Spa. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you you get yeah. my point. Yeah, I get your point, but it's not. It's he's he, he's way closer to Norris than than even uh, Ricardo was, right? Uh, so far, so like yeah, way closer than Ricardo. And Ricardo has won multiple Grand Prix. Norris hasn't won any yet. So like, I'm saying Piastri is showing tremendous performance that shouldn't be understated. Um, for 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 a rookie, like all the other rookies are are just hurting right now some of them already out and he's yeah. right there fighting with the likes of hamilton and perez and the, the the red bulls and the ferraris and he's doing a good job at it you know? just with like the way everything went like it was basically exactly a year ago when all that silly season drama started unfolding mm -hmm. um with piastri and alonso and you know whatever um like at that point, I didn't like I I knew of Piastri's results, but I never really like watched him in the lower formulas. And I was just like, I hope like all of the fuss about this kid is worth it. It seems like it's a it is deal. at this He's... after the last three results. Uh, seems like seems like it is. He's a calm storm. He's a real deal. I I, I have full faith in him doing wonderful things in Formula One and being humble while he does it. So. Yeah, one of my top drivers now. He's uh he's right up there. Love him. Uh, moving on, Lewis Hamilton. Not much to say. He did what he needed to do. Made a big mistake at the start of the race, and didn't have pace on his first tire. Did what he could to recover. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He he did he did. The I best think he if could he would have, uh, I think if he would have kind of conceded the lead to Max. At the entry of turn one, he would have remained in P two for probably a while. That's a I think big take. The, he was trying to fight Max and keep the lead, mm -hmm. and his fighting and attempt at keeping the lead kind of opened a window for Norris and Piastri to slip by him. Yeah, yep, yep. That that's a good that's a good take. I think. Uh, but yeah, he was he's used to when you're when you're leading the race. You know, you try to when you start on yeah, pole, you try to I lead. Mean, you don't just give away. In turn one, but but that's a smarter way to 
to, you to don't approach win turn one. seven world championships by making a habit of surrendering the lead <laughs> into turn one. So like I yeah. get it, but like, and obviously yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty. But yeah, yeah, that was just kind of my, that's my a, takeaway that's on a, that. That's a good one. That's a good one. But yeah, uh, overall third third fastest guy on pace, right there between Perez and and Norris uh, in terms of. Oh, Overall uh, lap time. Um, next guy, Paris, driver of the day, started off ninth recovery race. Uh, should we keep applauding this recovery race thing every weekend? We're saying Paris is doing a recovery race, and every weekend we give him a driver of the day. What what are we doing? It is a bit silly. Um, he's consistently botching Saturdays, getting the car to like more or less where it should be on Sunday, but not entirely. Like, honestly, that car should be finishing 1-2 every race, but it's not. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean... But he went through a spell of bad, bad confidence, and and, and sometimes it was his his mistake. Austria was totally his mistake. Silverstone, not so much. And I think he's just rebuilding confidence, really. I think... If if it happens again in Spa, then dang, dang it, yeah. Dude. Like, are you gonna keep doing this all season? And with this qualifying, this new qualifying format, I know that we talked about it. Um, you know, not on the podcast, and I know that you, uh, you and Shaw talked about it on the podcast on um, Saturday. But uh, just maybe the fact that Perez made it into Q three is like, and good enough. enough of a thing to point at and be like, no, like he's. He's coming back. He'll be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be back. Let's 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 give let's have hope that he doesn't botch it again. Because with of his season. like his like qualifying trend and like recent races, and then the the whole shifting of the format to like hard tires, medium tires, soft tires for the three yeah. qualifying sessions, like that could have gotten that real could, ugly yeah. for him, yeah. like real yeah. quick. That's true. That's true. Tire whisperer, right? Uh, yeah, I was worried for about for him, and I was worried about the Mercedes uh, as well. But it, it, Russell was the only one that got caught up, uh, really, and that was not really the tires. That was just him, wrong place, wrong time, and traffic to start his final lap. So, yeah, good job for Paris, driver of the day. I don't think, and he did a wonderful recovery. So, good stuff. Lando Norris, fantastic race. Did well, executed well, uh, had great battles, uh, and and raced a clean a clean race. Just used the car yep. to its best of it, to its ability, and um, didn't make a lot of didn't make any mistakes from what I saw. And I loved the uh, the passive aggressive podium move as well. If I can't have uh, the first place trophy, you can't either. I think I, <laughs> I think he, I think it's one of those like it's this it's this. Uh, it's just not being aware, you know, when you're clumsy and you're not aware of what could go but, yeah. wrong in a situation. And I think it's hilarious. Those trophies cost 40,000 euros and take six months to make by hand. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know the cost, but, but yeah, dude, like be careful, man. Like we all know it's a porcelain. Like when I see this thing, even people holding it, I'm like, just my my stomach turns like I'm I'm afraid you're gonna drop it like ah 
but yeah, I may try popping champagnes, man. <laughs> yeah, that was. That I love was how he, I don't know if you caught this, but in all the like interviews afterward, he like totally blamed it on Max. He was like, "Well, uh, yeah, if Max didn't put the trophy so far to the edge, it wouldn't have fallen off." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's entirely it's, Max's fault. I love it. Yeah, he's uh, he. Well, I think I hope that doesn't introduce a new rule to like celebrating on on the podium or before they celebrate they take the trophies away or something to not that have them in the picture idea. Yeah. yeah i'm just thinking out the box because it, we want them to celebrate we want them to have fun it was been a tough race the trophy's a distraction at that point show me the trophy take it away and let's and let's let's you know spray champagne you know i think yeah like they do with the fastest lap. Hand me yeah. the trophy, take my picture, and then get this thing yeah, out of my hands because I, I don't, don't really to... want to hold it for the rest of the day or the yeah. rest of the yeah. whatever. Ship it to my house later. FedEx, FedEx yeah. this thing to Or me don't. Later. I don't care. Like <laughs> I'm sure they don't really care all yeah, that much about it. the individual trophies. Yeah, send it to the factory. It's, you're not going to keep it anyways. The team keeps it. So like, send, yeah. it, send it to them. Um yeah, Norris, always finding a way to get into a little pickle. Uh, but funny guy to watch on track and off track. Most of Verstappen, I think, great execution, period. Did his job. Yeah, I mean, we already kind of talked about him. He's <laughs> dominating. I think, I think I saw a statistic that said if you take – um basically the gap like Verstappen for all the races that he won like his gap to second place and for the two races where he was second his gap to the leader if you add it all up and average it out he's winning by nine to ten seconds every race which is pretty crazy like this was the biggest right wasn't outright dominant this was huge yeah 33 seconds almost 34 and the kid was lifting, man. At the end, he was managing tires and coasting, and just like at some point, GP had to like ping him and say, "Are you are you okay? Are you there?" You know. And he's talking yeah. about marbles on track and stuff. He was bored. Like I, I can, I, I understand it, right? Like, and he did well beyond that to not lose concentration. So, gotta give it to him. Doing fantastic. He's a man on a mission, and uh, he's accomplishing that mission. Really well. Uh, off to Spa, one of his favorite races too. He's gonna crush it there too. So I think uh, over the summer break, Max should probably like hit pause, go into the settings menu, and like increase the AI difficulty for the rest of the season because it's getting out of hand. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that when I'm racing F1. Like if I can beat I mean, AI, like I just. I don't either. That. I say, "Oops, I set it too low this season." But yeah, winning every well, race is fun. <laughs> yeah, next season we'll talk about it. You know, uh, but yeah, that was it. That was it. Those uh, we went through the entire grid. It took us fifty minutes. Wow, that was a long one today. Um, yeah, my top ten. You want to switch to that quickly? Yeah, let's check it out. I had Verstappen. P1, I'm correct. Dude, how did you guess that? That's incredible. Yeah, that took a lot of data analysis to figure that one out, dude. You uh, should give me some stocks to, to invest in. You're yeah, very good at predicting I, things, I'll, I can tell. I'll, I'll give you some F1 stat, uh, uh, predictions. That's better. Um, I'm better at that than stocks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hamilton, P2, but no, ended up P3. P4, I'm wrong. P4. Yes, yeah. three. I had PS3. P3, he was P5, I was wrong. Had Norris, P4, he was P2, I was wrong. 
And Leclerc, P5. He was uh, P7. I was wrong. I had Paris, P6. He was P3. I was yet to get him wrong. I had Alonso, P7. He was P9. I was wrong again. Uh, and then I had Botas and Joe Guan Yu, 8 and 9. They weren't even in the points. I was completely wrong. I had Russell, P10. He was way up in P6. I was wrong. So I only had one right. You see, don't even listen to me in terms of uh, Formula 1 rankings, uh, race race ranking. I'm terrible too. Um, yeah, that was it. Uh, what's your GP rating here? It's a really good question. Um I don't like. I thought you the beginning bored. of the race was really good. <laughs> I thought the I thought the race start was very exciting. Yeah, that lasted like, a few corners. That didn't even last one corner. To play itself. Yeah, out. but like I was, I was like excited about it for like the entire first lap and maybe the second <laughs> lap as well. Okay. Um, and then it just kind of like that's to me. That was kind of like that was it. Yeah. That was it. Maybe around the pit stops, and that was it. And looking at yeah, I, was I mean, at the data. I thought I, I got like, as you could probably tell, I got pretty psyched by Norris's outlap when he undercut. Uh, yeah, when he undercut Astri for the yeah. lead. Like yeah. I, I thought that was pretty exciting. I thought the race start was exciting, yeah. and uh, just there wasn't really like <laughs> that much me, after that. Yeah, give me a number. I don't know. Maybe like a. 6.5. Oh my god, I had the same number here, man. Did you? <laughs> At a 6.5. Yeah. Dude, I think we've agreed on race ratings for two consecutive after yeah. never agreeing before that on any of them. So <laughs> yeah. look at us. Same That's page. Like, same. Yeah, I think it's it's become consensus now. I'm not even looking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you ask anybody. I was like, it it, it doesn't Six would be like you don't give an F one race that had like that started off with like Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen on pole. A yeah, six. the start was too good for for the race to be a six. Yeah, otherwise, but but you you don't give it a seven because I don't think there is enough supporting action for a seven. Yeah, for a seven, so it's one of them where I was just like torn between a six and a seven, so threw a six and a half there. Uh, yeah, that's a wrap for this week. Are you looking forward to this next race, or are you are you worried we're going to see a remake of 2022 and Max puts one lap in in Q1, one lap in in Q2, one lap in in Q3, and then sticks it on pole, wins by like margins um, after starting what? He started what, 12 that day last year? Where did, where did he start? I forget it, but it was ridiculous like how quickly he was back in the lead. <laughs> yeah, after two or three laps, he was back in the lead and then took off from there. Uh let's hopefully we get a bot we get a battle. Uh the McLaren should be super fast, uh super good at this track. Uh looking forward to see what Aston Martin brings. Ferrari should be a little bit better, uh less tire degradation, I hope, in spa for them. Um and Mercedes always there thereabout. So eh, maybe you get more 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 action uh in the field. Because that's what it is. I agree. All righty, man. Uh looking forward. Let's catch up on Saturday and talk. Sounds good. Stop. Alrighty. Cheers. All right. Bye everybody. Bye.